You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, a semi-weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your host, Steph, on Wednesday mornings to chat about seasons, Sabbaths, and all new witchcraft topics to help you make your life more magical. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and I have a guest here with me today to chat about some fun topics. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself, and she will let you know where you can find her online. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here on Witch Wednesdays. Uh, My name is Alyssa, and online you can find me at theritualwoman.au, same handle for all the socials and the website. And yeah, that's pretty much my little online playground. And I'm excited to chat and excited that we were able to connect with such a huge time difference um, because I'm sure everybody listening just picked up from your accent that you are from Australia, which is so, so much fun to me. What a a complete other opposite side of the world. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just what I love about like this kind of work. And it's so interesting and fascinating to me, especially from that place of like the wheel of the year. Like I'm coming into just about uh, next early next month celebrating Lammas where you know in the southern hemisphere our wheel of the year is like completely backwards <laughs> yeah you know what before we even dive into all the topics that I was going to ask you today that is something that I get asked about all the time and you can answer this is what is it like for you celebrating is it hard that like a lot of the information online and what witches are sharing are based on the Northern Hemisphere? How do you handle that? Yeah, like a lot of information really is based in in like the Northern Hemisphere, like you said. So oftentimes when you're trying to apply it to things down south, like things are just a little bit different. And depending on where we are in Australia as well, we tend to have more like wet and dry seasons rather than experiencing four seasons. And like our local Indigenous cultures, even all around Australia, actually have names and shorter seasons for, for the different sort of the cycles that happen down here as well so it's really interesting to try and overlay all of these different things and it's really I guess just about finding like what's true for you at the time and what you're really called to to doing and participating in. I love that and I think even where I am you know obviously northern hemisphere and experiencing the different seasons, but we are coming up obviously on in bulk and there are no signs of spring. We have negative degrees and lots of snow on the ground. It's snowing right now. Uh, and I'm like, what, what do you mean? There's little shoots coming up from the ground. There are not, I assure you, there is nothing. Everything's still completely dead. So I understand that even, you know, up here where the information does sort of make sense. I still have to make some tweaks here and there because I am just, I'm not ready for the coming of spring um, that Imbolc says that it's supposed to be. I'm like, we're we're not there yet. Yeah. And, you know, like maybe climate warming and different things like that are sort of affecting how how we actually work with the seasons. So there's that as well. No, absolutely true. (laughs) Well, 
besides all of that, not at all what we are going to talk about today, but I love when uh, conversations just take their own path. But I wanted to, you know, at first get started and talk a little bit about you and how you got started on your witchy and spiritual journey uh, to end up where you are now. Well, I guess going like way, way, way back, you know, early sort of teen type, I really felt like back then I was reading lots of books on witches and Wicca and spell casting and, and all of that and definitely had like a teenage witch phase. But it was the kind of thing that I guess, I, it's not that I grew out of, it's just life went a different way. Um, and yeah, I think I really started to connect back in, like in my sort of late 30s, I had a very slow awakening that my, my life was just empty and I was emotionally numb and all of that kind of thing was starting to come up for me. And just a natural progression through doing my own sort of emotional development work and personal development work leads into spiritual development and it's all kind of the same thing and for me what's really helped is to anchor in like ceremonies and rituals and that's been my way back to connecting with myself and who I truly am so the practice of you know, sitting in ritual has really helped me come home to myself, I guess. Well, I, I enjoy that. And I think that a lot of people will resonate with that and feel the same way. Um, Cause I think there are a lot of listeners who had that sort of same, you know, lifelong journey where you're saying I need to go like way back. And, you know, yeah. I think it's, it's interesting that things become so much more clear when you're an adult and then you can look back on things that were happening then. And you're like, oh, suddenly what I was feeling then and what I was thinking and learning suddenly makes so much more sense when it all starts to come together. Yeah, absolutely. And there's just like, you can go for more depth as well, which I just love. And there's more layers to peel back. There's more to find and more to discover. Oh, always. Well, I would love to get your ideas and opinions on making this magical journey and your, your spiritual life more a part of the everyday, because I know that is something that you specialize in and are very familiar with and making mm -hmm. those mundane moments like a little more magical, because it, I, it is great to have those big rituals and celebrate the Sabbaths and have that be such like a part of your life. But sometimes, you know, in the day to day, it, we can seem a little lost from that, that those are such like big tasks on the to-do list and really witchcraft and spirituality comes in, in such like the smaller moments. So I'd love to ask you how that represents in your life and how you help people <laughs> learn those lessons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's so interesting. Like, as you say, so many people, the they sort of when you think of the word ritual or ceremony, all of a sudden there's this thought that oh, I have to have all the paraphernalia and all the bits and pieces, and I need to set aside a half a day or more to like sit and practice and have to remember all the words to different things. And yeah, I just would like to sort of blow the lid off that a little bit because 
really just sitting with a cup of tea or whatever beverage it is that you enjoy and just deciding that this is my sacred space and this is a time, just a few minutes where I'm going to sit and really connect with myself, my heart and listen to what it is that is coming through. And we don't need to have all the bits and pieces. Like they're great as tools to help us anchor in to being in a sacred space and to to being in a practice, but they're not necessary either. All, All we really need is just ourselves and just defining any moment in time as this is a sacred practice and I'm going to go for as much depth as I can here and see what's underneath whatever's coming up and digging a little bit deeper and seeing what's under there. So all of a sudden that cup of tea that you're just sitting down to drink at the kitchen table is a moment of connection and intimacy and just listening to whatever it is that your heart wants to tell you. Something I am working on this year. I have a dedicated goal for that because I was just sort of decluttering and going through really all and reorganizing all of my witchcraft supplies in anticipation of not spending any money on those things this year. And I realized like just how much I have and want to use and wanted to use, but I got stuck in that trap of it having to be like the perfect time and the perfect setup. And I need all of these things to do this perfect ritual. And I never got anything done, obviously, because it's all still sitting up there. Exactly. And it just stops you from doing it. And, you know, yeah, it's lovely to do a ritual on a full moon or a new moon, depending on what it is that you're wanting to create. But the perfect time is really the time that you know to be perfect. And if that's immediately right now, just to make that decision of, you know what, I'm actually going to go and sit in my little space and I'm going to light that candle that I've been keeping and saving for this special moment. Well, the special moment's now. I love that. I love that the special moment is now. And I agree completely that it's just, it it doesn't matter what the moon phase is. If you feel called that it's your perfect time, then you should do it. And I, and I say that as somebody who is learning, learning that lesson as I go, I always say that. And then I don't, I don't follow it myself, but still, it's so easy to fall back into that trap. Yeah, exactly. And that's just that resistance piece in us. And you know, we've had the calling, you've had the calling to sit and do a particular kind of ritual or spell or, or the calling just to sit and be with yourself. And then that little piece of resistance comes up with all the reasons why you can't do it. And it's because you don't have enough time or the moon's at the right phase, or you don't have the capacity to follow through just yet. There's all these different sort of like excuses and excuses are just things that take you further away from what it is that you want to create. And reasons take you to the things that you want to create. So it's then flipping that around and looking for the reasons and why is this important? What is it that I want to be creating and what can I be doing to actually 
go there. And if it's sitting in that uncomfortable resistance and going, okay, yep, sure, this is coming up for me, but this is the thing that I want. So I'm just going to go and follow those trails, those breadcrumbs and sit and light that damn candle now. Oh yeah. And I have that too, where I'm like, yes, I just need to light the candle. Even if I don't have the full, you know, 30 minutes or an hour that's going to take to burn all the way down. You know what? Light it for 10 minutes and snuff it out. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Actually top tip. I've just discovered too, with candle burning as well, they will last longer if you actually burn them for shorter periods of time. As long as the candle burns all the way out to the edges um, and not just like halfway out and you're burning it all the way out, it will last you longer. So I was really excited when I heard that because now my candles are lasting longer. <laughs> Which is wonderful. And then you can do more things and, and have more exactly. quiet. And I don't have to sit moments. for hours in practice. Yes. <laughs> and I always talk about fire safety. You shouldn't leave candles unattended. So you know what? It's perfect to sometimes have these shorter times, let it burn for a little bit, and then be able to leave that space and get what you needed from that moment. Absolutely. And with all these kinds of practices as well, whatever they are, consistency is way more important than just sitting down and doing something once it's doing it sort of more consistent whether it's a couple of times a week or or once a day just for a minute you're going to get more benefit over time than you are just sitting down for an hour at once a month Agree with that completely because I always find that getting started is the biggest hurdle in my practice. And so if I, I do it, you know, once a month and then I have to do it again next month and get over that hurdle again, all over again and do all of that, you know, prep work and the getting started, that start line is the hardest part for me. So if I just keep it going, that little bit each day makes a world of difference. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So if this sort of talk that we just had uh, was is resonating with listeners uh, and they're feeling the same way that they're getting started and they are overwhelmed and having a difficult time figuring out where to go from here, how is it that you help people sort of understand these challenges and work with them to overcome that on their spiritual journey? Yeah. Um, well, to start with, just like through my website, there is this great, everybody loves a quiz. So you can go have a little quiz and find just <laughs> everybody free... does love a quiz. I just have to say you are so accurate <laughs> in that statement. Yes. <laughs> they do. Um, and you know, this quiz is definitely still in development, but like there's enough in it and I'm getting some really great feedback. And there's just like a little five minute grounding ritual for a couple of different sort of ways to do rituals as well like it's it's really about sort of finding the way that works for you um so yeah I've got the little quiz on the website and yeah just in the process at the moment of finishing up an ebook which has 40 different rituals most of them are only a few minutes up to 10 minutes long and the beauty of these rituals as well is that you can actually sort of put them all together a little bit like a bit of a mix and match so if you wanted to sit down and do something a little bit longer then 
you can pull different pieces together to create your own perfect ritual. But yeah, the, the way that I really help and support women is just by supporting them, finding their starting point, their way in and connecting really with who they are and their, their sovereignty. And my personal experience has been that I was seeking outwards a lot and looking for people to tell me what to do and how to do it and almost like seeking permission as well. Um, and yeah, what I really love to support women to do is just to really find that source of self-agency and self-sovereignty within them because we already know. We know what our heart wants. We know what we desire and what we're yearning for. And it's just a matter of listening to ourselves. I'm really excited for that ebook. That sounds like that's going to be such a great resource because I do know that it's hard to listen to yourself and trust yourself when you are, especially when you're starting out on this journey. It's something that takes practice and work. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. So developing your own sense of intuition and being led and guided by that is one of the things that I I found so empowering for myself. Um, Every time that I felt like I was connecting more with my own truth and my own heart, it just led me down ways and pathways that I didn't think were possible that I didn't know because we don't know what we don't know and when we're seeking permission outside of ourselves it's such a tunnel vision and by going in we were actually connected to everything in all time and space all of a sudden all these possibilities open up and it's just so exciting to get to that point where you can really own your own intuitive nature and follow it. Absolutely. It's so nice when the the pieces come together like that, because I've had that happen too, where I, I am somebody, like you said, who outsources and I do, I love to read. So I'm always like getting new information and finding new information. But when it comes to witchcraft books, there is so much out there in so many different traditions that even if I'm reading and learning it, I still have to trust my own intuition when I'm gathering that information and figure out if it applies to me, if it sounds like it's the right thing, just because somebody wrote it down in a book does not mean that they are the authority on it. Um, So it's really great when I read a passage and I can understand it and sit there and think this is great for this person, but I know that this won't work for me and this isn't my path. And to have that knowledge and understanding, like, I feel so good every time that happens. I'm like, wow, I finally understand myself. So it's only taken 30 something years. It's great. Oh, I love those moments too. And yeah, also resonate. Like I've got so many books, so many courses, so many resources that I tap into for like seeking information but unless we're actually applying it it's all just like spiritual entertainment and it's when we read something and we go oh yeah that's for me like just take what resonates take what you feel in alignment with and wherever you are along your journey like I know there's books that I've read like years ago that I've sort of gone "Mm, that doesn't make any sense or you know that's not for me 
but then I've cycled back round to as well. And now, because I'm in a different space and my beliefs have changed and I'm more connected to who I really am, this information is reading differently and I'm receiving it differently as well. So, yeah, just that whole journey of seeing, like, going into a book and being able to go, yep, that's for me, that's in alignment, I'll take that. And everything else, it's okay. You don't have to worry about it and just let it be. It might be your truth later, it might not be. It's beautiful to be able to come back around to those books that didn't, you know, make sense at one point and now suddenly you understand them or vice versa. Um, it's great to be able to have that inner knowledge, but yeah, ab- absolutely takes work <laughs> and understanding <laughs> intuition. It's just, yes. it's just a practice you have to sort of keep at. <laughs> yeah. And again, that sort of comes back around to that consistency of, you know, just keep trying, practicing and, it's like with different archetypes. You can just try on different things. Does it fit? Mm, yeah, no, maybe. Like maybe you need to tweak something for it to fit a little bit differently. Like just go with it. Go with whatever is obvious to you at the time and you'll find that your practice will change and evolve over time as well. And speaking of that consistency, I would love to ask you, what does a typical day, week, month in your life look like? I know there's no, you know, set day or week, everything changes, but what are some sort of regular practices that you try to incorporate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a part of a sort of creative orientation community as well, where we I I have a list of choices that I sit down with and in a lot of ways it is like casting a spell every day where I sit in the end result of the things that I want to create and from there I'm able to make aligned decisions and choices. So that's definitely one practice that I do every single day. Um, And alongside that, it is just taking those moments of I'm sitting with a cup of tea. I'm just connecting with myself. I'm out and about in my day and walking past a park. I'll take that moment to stop and take my shoes off and like ground in in the grass and just connect that way. Um, I do like to sit down and have a time where I do some spirit guidance and just sit and light a candle and and write um, to myself. I love practices that involve anything to do with nourishing and nurturing my body as well. Um, I have a ritual. Part of what I do at the moment is I do FIFO working where I work eight days away in a mind site. And when I come home from that, it's really important for me to have this ritual where I kind of cleanse and detox apart from actually physically being covered with red dirt. It's nice just to jump in the shower and go through this detoxification ritual where I'm really honoring my body as my temple. It sounds so cliche, but it's so true at the same time. And to be able to spend that time honoring my body for the work that it allows me to do 
is really important. Um, and they're just things that I'm incorporating into what I do every day. Like I have a shower every day. So I can make that a, a sacred spiritual ritual and practice as well. Um, another thing that I'm a little clunky at and then getting better at doing uh, is actually sitting down and blessing my food. That's a new practice that has come into my awareness only in the last few months. And because I'm new at it, it's still a little clunky, but I'm playing with it. And the more I do it, the more essentially that muscle memory kicks in and it becomes more of, oh, this is who I am. I'm just someone who blesses my food. I am just someone who finds depth and sacred moments in those mundane moments every day. I'm just someone who takes the time to connect with people that I'm interacting with. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of how I, I build everything into to my everyday. What I love about everything that you said, the common theme throughout that is that you don't need a single tool or something that you've purchased to do any of those things that you listed. That's beautiful. It really is just yourself. <laughs> this is it. Like for myself, like take the, take the detoxification showering ritual that I have. Yeah. You can use any old sort of shower gel or soap that you do have, like whatever you have in the shower right now is perfect. And because it's something that gives me a lot of pleasure and I really feel connected with, do I buy nicer stuff for my shower? Yeah, I do. Do I have this other little ritual where I've got, um, it's an ancient Egyptian kind of technique of bicarb soda and vodka that makes a paste that detoxifies your skin and feels so like silky smooth and soft afterwards like do I have a pot of that in my shower yeah I do but these are just evolutions as well because it's something that I really love um so yeah it's so true that you don't need to have anything and I also find that it's a bit of an evolution as well. Um, I guess I've done the same like with my tea practice. I used to just drink green tea. And now I'm finding like different kinds of herbal teas that I love to practice with because that's something that I'm really connected with and it does give me joy. So, yeah, like we said, start with what you have right now and if you connect with it and you get pleasure then it'll you'll want to follow that and you'll want to go deeper with it and do it more so you just you'll find that the evolution of I guess the tools that you play with will change slightly depending on what you're drawn to as well I really like that word evolution to go along with that because that's something I'm connecting with, like I said this year of just having like all of those tools. And I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm doing here. And part of that, not collecting and not spending money this year is figuring out the focus and what I really like and enjoy. And then being able to, like you said, spend more 
time, energy, money, effort into those things. T is a perfect example. Like, yeah, I'll just start out with the basics. But if I decide, you know, that T is T is where it's at, then I can, you know, spend some more money, learn some more about it, invest in better quality teas or in the shower, investing in those better soaps and things that make me happy because that's where my path is focusing. Um, definitely resonates with me for this year. I love the word evolution. What a great word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And because that's what we're in this for, isn't it? Like for change and transformation. So we want to see those things evolving. We want to be experiencing the changes and the the manifesting and the opening and the expansion. Um, so yeah, just to sort of pigeonhole and be stuck with, okay, this is what it has to be and what it has to look like is just so limiting as well. It is. And I think that is something that comes up in um, my shadow work is I am resistant to change. I don't like it. I've never liked it. And it's something that is a constant battle for me, something I am constantly working on. And I think it will be a lifelong um, work for me. So definitely something I'm focusing on this year, but I know that it's not something that I'm ever going to completely master because I'm just so averse to change, but it is so wonderful because there's so much growth that happens and comes from that. And I do end up loving it and I learn so much and the end result is great, but just the, the change in getting there, I just not a fan. Yeah. And I think part of that is because um, well, I know it's true for, for I guess, my upbringing and my culture as well, and I'm sure different parts of the world are different, but I just feel like this day and age, we're not really taught how to be comfortable feeling uncomfortable. So change is an uncomfortable thing, um, especially when we aren't sure of the outcomes or what's going to happen. And so to learn to be a little bit more comfortable in things that are uncomfortable and to develop that resistance and widen that window of tolerance to what's okay with feeling uncomfortable with is a really great thing to start to work with and play with because that means that when you hit resistance, resistance is just that feeling of something's uncomfortable. There's a bit of an edge here, like there's something to explore. And when you can view that uncomfortableness as, oh, okay, this is an opportunity and an invitation to lean into that a little bit and see what's on the other side, all of a sudden resistance is a superpower and not something that stops you from actually going after the change and the evolution and the transformation you really desire. Superpower. Yes. There's another word. I just going to take notes on this evolution. Superpower. Yes. <laughs> like such like an uplifting way of looking at something that I consider to be a struggle. And yes, I am not good at being uncomfortable. And I, I agree with you that I think a lot of our society, we just have the means and tools to fix a state of being uncomfortable immediately we can order a product to to fix whatever it is that it, it, right in the moment we can it's so easy to fix whatever it is that we are feeling uncomfortable with we're not used to waiting for anything uh, so being uncomfortable is just one of those things that we're like nope not going to sit with this we are going to fix it <laughs> as quickly as possible and i'm guilty of that myself 
Yeah, and I feel like that's something that I've actually really learned, especially over the last couple of years, is like sitting in the tension because tension naturally seeks resolution anyway. So if we can just sit in the tension of something being uncomfortable instead of trying to fix it or looking for a product that's going to solve the problem, then everything around you will just collude to resolving that tension for you. And all you have to do is do what's obvious, do what feels in alignment, do what feels good. And those things will just resolve almost magically. (laughs) Very much magically, actually. I really appreciate you sharing your outlook on everything. I think you just have such a positive and uplifting way of looking at the world. And I know the listeners appreciate that. So before we wrap up, I would love to ask you, I know that you've shared a ton of advice for beginners, but is there anything else that you want to share that we did not touch on? I think the biggest takeaway is really just start. Just start with what you have. Don't let not having things stop you from doing what you actually are feeling that yearning and that call for and consistency. Like a minute every day is going to be so much better than doing a one hour full moon ritual every month. Just do a little minute or two and from there everything will just unfold. That is absolutely beautiful advice to end on. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of your wisdom. I really appreciate it and I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much. It's been amazing being in this space. I, I just feel so honored and blessed to have this opportunity. Thank you. And listeners, as always, I will have everything linked so you can go check out all of the information that we shared, especially taking the quiz. I wish I could count how many of you are going to go do that. I know all of you love a good quiz and you're going to head right over there. Um, So I hope you enjoy that. I know you will. And that is everything that I have for this episode this week. And I will see you all next week. Need even more witchcraft in your life? Subscribe to Witch Wednesdays on Patreon and YouTube for all types of exclusive bonus content like spells, recipes, book reviews, and more, or even order personalized tarot readings and spells. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. And you can find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com. <laughs>